Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. We are back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and for this episode, we have another Louisiana lad, and I would like to just preface this with the month of May is really Louisiana Lad Month, because we have two more Louisiana lads for the rest of May, so we do, but it is Mike Weary. Am I saying that Yes, Weary. Okay. Like you're tired. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to explain it all. So I, well, I was like, I should know this because you're married to one of my students Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that I taught at St. Joseph's. So, Mike, thank you so much for being here. We're going to do our quick little intro, and then we will talk about you and this talent that you have that I most certainly, and probably neither does Maggie, we do not possess this <laughs> talent. Um, so, product update. Before COVID, one of my favorite stores to go to ever y'all know was it Ulta Ulta okay so I've stayed away from Ulta which has been really great on my pocketbook but this weekend I told my sister I was like let's go my sister and I did we actually shopped for three hours this past weekend it was a long time and I was weary (laughs) I was pretty tired after I did it but I went to Ulta and this girl asked me if I needed you know one of their sales reps who was a Brow arch expert, according to her name tag. Okay. So then I know, I know. I guess that's the thing. She was very sweet. She helped me. I bought a whole bunch of products, but I bought this one product from Benefit. I think it's Benefit Cosmetics. It's called Browvo with an exclamation point conditioning primer. And it is because she, this, this particular sales person, um, I asked her if she was a fan of microblading. And she was not. She just said because it's permanent and I don't really like anything permanent. So she said, but there's a primer that you can get that really does make your eyebrows grow and then you can shape them. And so she said, when you, she goes, I tried it this morning and when I put it on, my eyebrows looked fuller. And it's true. They really do look a little fuller. What do y'all think? Do you think, how are my eyebrows looking? They look full. (laughs) Anyway, it could be a placebo effect, but I swear when I put this stuff on, it makes my eyebrows look fuller. So... I will recommend this particular... It has a tint to it, doesn't it? No. It doesn't have a tint. Oh. Okay. When I did it Saturday night for the party, I went to... I, like, did it, and I was like, wow, my eyebrows look a little bit darker. So which it's a clear gel. It's a clear gel. Okay. Anyway, I'm all about that. My lashes are very long because of Babe Lash. I keep getting questions if they're fake. They're not fake. They're real. Highly recommend Babe Lash. So, that's my one and only... Thing that I have to talk about today. Maggie, what about you? Eyebrows are a real deal right now. They're in. And I think a lot, some people get carried away with them. So I'm all about a clear, like a clear 
not anything crazy sort well, of look. I do feel like anytime I get my makeup done, so if I have a photo shoot <laughs> or really actually it was when I was doing dancing for a big buddy, mm-hmm. they have to put so much makeup on you because you're on stage. And the first thing they do is your eyebrows. And then you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, I look odd. Right. But it really does look good on stage, mm-hmm. but I'm just not used to that much fullness. So we're going to see how this works, but I would recommend it because I really think it gave me a little bit of color and shape. Well, I like that it has a serum in it too. Yes. I think it's keratin. Well, if you live through the nineties, you like pluck, you pluck the crap out of your eyebrows and stuff. So everybody's trying to get eyebrows back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. So our word of the episode is word of the episode. Word up. Epicure. Did I come up with that? (laughs) All right. Uh, I feel like I saw this though. You looked at word of the day, right? Oh, Miriam Webster. Okay, I saw this one. Lainey's so, shaking I'm, her I'm, head. I'm talking to Lainey, the silent producer. Uh, but, okay. Uh, Epicure. Well, you messaged me yesterday and said pick a word. I did. And I thought it was appropriate. I like this word. I do like this word. A person who takes particular pleasure in fine food and drink. Hmm. Which. Like a foodie? Epicure? What do I mean by fine food? Like pate? Well prepared. I don't know. It had an emphasis, like, on wine as well. Oh, well, definitely wine. Mm. Are you a wine drinker, Mike? Yes. (laughs) Oh. We drink a lot of wine. Oh! (laughs) We are in great company today. We drink a lot of wine. (laughs) So, um, okay, well, Epicure. And it's a noun because it's a person. So, would I be an Epicure? Yes. Oh, Mike would clearly be an Epicure. I'm an Epicure. All right. Maggie, are you a big wine drinker? I mean, I like wine, but I wouldn't say, like, fine (laughs) Taste and wine? Probably not. Okay. Well, you'll get there. You just need yeah. to get some years on you. I need to get some money. <laughs> yeah. Money <laughs> to fall years. upon some money. Well, trust me. You don't need money. There's, there's two $3 bottles of wine. I was going to say, my love. two buck chucks from Trader Joe's. Well, or... what two or $3 bottle of wine do you Do love? share, Mike. Uh, anything at Walmart on the two or three. I don't even know what it's called. I think it's like it's one of those brands with just a basic tree on it. Uh-huh, I know exactly which one yeah, you're talking about. That one is pretty good. Yeah. You need to try that it's one. It's pretty strong. We grab anything. We just look at the pictures and say, all right, that looks nice. Oh, we'll y'all go by the pictures. Yeah, we just go by pictures. I we're not, go we're by... not too snobby. Yeah, you are snobby. Yeah, just, have just you been to Napa? Not yet. That will we're, make you snobby. So really? You, well, we, yes. we're not going to go. <laughs> we want to keep some authenticity. I, I mean, you go to Napa <laughs> and you drink this wine and you're like, this is amazing, you oh, know? And right. yes, I will join your wine club <laughs> for God knows how much. So yeah, anyway. That might end up happening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the shout out today is... Shout outs. Mike, who are you shouting out to? I'm shouting out my lovely wife and manager, as she calls herself. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout out to her for, uh, first of all, setting this up and always being supportive of me and uh, the things that I love to do, mainly art. Yeah, which yeah. we're going to talk about that. So yes. how long have y'all been married? Uh, she quizzed me on this uh, last night. <laughs> it's a almost weekly thing, but uh, oh. going on four years. Four years, yes, okay. Yes, and 2017, y'all? September, so September 2021. Okay, and you guys have a son? Yes. Ez- is it Ezra? Ezra Roman Weary. I yes. love that name. That's my boy. And he's almost two. Almost two. And yes. tell our audience what you told me whenever I asked about Ezra and the fact that he's walking <sighs> around. Yeah. What since, has happened to Mike? Yeah, since ladies? he's been walking, literally... First steps, I've lost 30 pounds because I've just been running behind him. He has to be outside and, you know, Louisiana is nothing but heat. So he's been sweating and running and yeah, it's, it's been a lot. And I run a lot, but I was 215 for a while and I'm 
down to like 190, 189. Wow. And I haven't been working out a lot. Well, I mean, oh. Ezra can come to my house and we'll run yeah, around yeah, with him, too. Yeah, Because it's probably fun, too. He's adorable. Oh, yeah, yeah He's you don't so think cute. about it, but it's just, you know, in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, damn, I'm 189. I haven't done anything. I've been eating what dad terrible. Bod? What dad bod? That's what I'm saying, dad bod. I'm just <laughs> slimming down, shedding off the sweat. I I think a few of our ladies will be a little bit jealous about that, but I was—I did think that that was interesting when yeah, you said I that. Yeah, I don't mention it too much at home. I just, you know, my wife just looks at me like, ugh, you're disgusting. <laughs> we are all well aware. <laughs> Men run around, run, you know, hey, I'm a man. I need to lose 20 pounds. Well, here's a two-year-old. Go run after the yep. two-year-old, you know. Yep. So we, we get it. It's just, it's hormones yeah. and just, you know, the way it works. Have so. kids. It's a good workout. Maybe I'll get my nephews to come over. <laughs> I'll get, uh, or... Well, no, my dogs don't run around. They're pretty lazy. All right, so let's talk about Mike. So, um, Mike, are you from Baton Rouge? No, I'm born and raised in New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, I moved to Baton Rouge uh, with Maya uh, after college. Okay. Uh, she's from here. Okay. But uh, my family moved here after Katrina, so I'm not from here, but I've been here for a while. Feel so. like you're from here now? Feel like I'm from here now, but you know, Warren's is home and just the second home is Baton Rouge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about, let's, let's dig into the art. All right. Yeah. So I'm probably going to sound like a moron. Um, <laughs> no. I feel like art can take various forms. Yes. So specifically, so you're an artist mm-hmm. and specifically what is your I was going to say trade, but I don't think that's the right word. Like specialty? specialty. I don't know. I guess you could right say word. specialty or just, you know, I'll just say lane. Because, I mean, it, it changes. But painting, oil painting specifically okay. Okay. is uh, where I am. Um, a real good base in drawing. That's what I've done the majority of my life. But painting is what I've, uh, I guess, been diving into the past decade, I guess. Um, so. Have you always had this passion for art? Did you take actual, like, did you take lessons? Is no. Are naturally talented artists? Well, for me, I've, I've always had, I guess, a compulsion to draw just from boredom when I was a kid. Uh, growing up, uh, my grandparents took care of me for a while. Um, and, you know, my parents just worked a lot. So I was always with my grandparents uh-huh. and great grandparents didn't have cable so I watched a lot of Bob Ross and stuff like that because all they had was PBS yeah so you know you, you get caught into that my mom uh, she's actually a, an artist she uh can draw really well okay and just picking up stuff from her uh so yeah I've never taken classes I've just always just done it wow and, uh, since I was about six years old six or seven um I used to go to my mom's job she worked at home depot in new orleans east and uh sometimes i'd have to go there because she was still working and i was out you know out of school mm-hmm. and uh you know after school care is expensive so she just bring me and tell me hey look sit in the break room don't move it's like all right so i'll be there for hours on end she got me a drawing pad and i would just draw people i just sat there and i had that pad for a while but katrina took a lot of it but i would just sit there and just draw people as they came into the break rooms to draw a portrait. Okay. Know, and just kept doing it. So what about, okay, so you said oil mm-hmm. paintings? Oil. Okay, so I have a dumb question. Do you no. see this painting right there? Yes. That's not an oil painting, right? Or can you tell? Um, 
By the way, the lines are a little blurred. It could possibly be an oil painting. I guess what's the difference between is is there oil painting and another type of paint? I mean, there is, or is it all oil? Well, it's there's oil. The the main two are just oil and water based or acrylic. Okay. So and it really just depends on the artist. Uh, drying times are different, but I mean it. It it really just depends on the artist and what route you want to take. Oils in general uh, take a longer time to dry or oxidize uh, okay. technically so for me i work with oils specifically because you know i'm doing a thousand different things sometimes i'm working on multiple paintings at a time so if i start and i do something on one and i still want that paint to be malleable later on i can always come back to it the next day okay. and manipulate the paint that's on but with acrylics and water-based paints those are dry in like 30 minutes to an hour so you mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of more time sensitive and they both have their different effects that they lend to. So it just, you know, depends. Okay. What about your canvas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, canvas. Right I mean, word? canvas is just what you're painting on. So right. it can technically be canvas material. But okay. I normally paint on wood. Uh, wood is just something I find to be more durable and kind of brutish, I guess. And canvas just moves too much when I hit it with my brush or my knife. So wood is just real sturdy. It lasts forever. Uh, it's just something I just enjoy. And it just gives that cool effect of the wood grain behind all my images. So my images look one way online, but if you see them in person, you can see more details and chips and grain throughout each painting. So Okay, so let's kind of talk about, so you said sometimes you're working on multiple pieces mm-hmm. at once. Give me an idea. Are these for people's homes, outdoor businesses? Are people asking you for certain things? Or are you just painting stuff and you're trying to sell it? I'm doing all of the above. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm working on uh, commissions, which are just people that come to me and say, hey, I love your work. Can you paint this for me? Or I love your work. I don't care what you paint. Just paint it and, you know, I'll give you money for it. Okay. Cool. Whatever. Uh, I work on murals. Sometimes I work on... Uh, just personal stuff that I just, you know, want to create myself. Um, so, yeah, I'm just working on all those different things. And, like, currently I'm working on uh, live wedding paintings. Uh, I have a mural I'm in the middle of, and I have a commission and an original that I'm going to start in two weeks. So, right now I'm working on two. Okay. So, yeah, it, it's just a long flow of whatever's due. And I'm mainly just painting against due dates mainly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So do some artists sometimes just kind of create a few pieces and then they try to sell those pieces, you know, at a, I mean, I'm going to say a museum, golly, (laughs) really should have Googled this before Mike walked in here, but it's, it's such a, my best friend Allison's also an artist and she's probably going to be like, Oh my God, Uh, I (laughs) I mean, every artist is different and we live in a day and age where you can really do anything. I mean, you know, back in the day, you were kind of limited to just, you know, you're painting and you have to find your audience. You have to physically go out there and find your audience. But I mean, we live online. Now, yeah. So we have artists that paint things and they just just post it on Instagram or they just post it on Twitter. And just over time of doing that, people see it and they, you know, they buy it. They have people that paint one thing and it may take them a year and they know that they can bring it to this certain museum and the museum holds their work. And it's just building relationships if you want to do it that way. Uh, there's galleries is a, a big thing that's been you know around for decades and are still around important uh, for artists. And I mean, it just depends on just the route you want to take. I mean, there's no 
specific way to, to do it. And that's the beauty of any creative pursuit, whether it be visual media, music. There's so many different avenues you can take. So, yeah. Okay. So when you said, I think I'd seen a post on Facebook about mm-hmm. you. Um, I don't know if you've done this before, but the paintings at weddings. Yes, I've done a few. This is the newest venture that I've gotten into. Something my wife has been wanting me to get into for years, but just being, I guess, a stubborn artist. I'm like, no, I want to paint this. I'm focused on this, you know, these subjects. But uh, after a while, I had an opportunity through a a friend of ours that uh, said, hey, you know, I know somebody that uh, is having a wedding. Um, I'm actually in the mirror doing a mural for him. And he was like, hey, you know, they're having their wedding. It'd be cool if you painted it for him. It'd be a gift for him. And I said, fine, if you want to give me as a gift to paint a wedding, I'll try it out. It'll be my way of trying it out. Mm-hmm. And I tried it out and it was it was fun. And it was a challenge for me because, like I said, working with oils normally, you know, it's something I can take my time on. So, you know, I'd start a painting and sometimes, you know, like one painting last year took me four months to complete, which is, you know, short in some instances, but, you know long in others but for you know a live wedding it's not right there yeah. you have to do that so that's changing my mediums to make my oils dry faster um i tried to do acrylics at one point because uh, i've done a few a, a couple now i tried acrylics and that's a different medium for me so it you know it's fine but i, I still wanted to stay you know true to myself and mm-hmm. work with the oil mm-hmm. so it's it's a challenge that i'm uh, stepping up to with the wedding so so fun, i though. feel like i'm was at a wedding, mm-hmm. this was a long time ago, where somebody was painting. And so are you picking a particular like pose of the bride and groom? Or is there just at a point that you say, okay, I'm going to paint that image and that's what you end up painting? Because, I mean, yeah, and it, people are like, I feel like people are dancing yeah. and probably talking to you. Yeah. And probably drinking. I feel like... To the outsider, it's, oh, it's a painter, and he's painting, mm-hmm. it's an artist, and he's painting this wonderful piece of art, but once again, I feel like a lot more goes into that than oh, what yeah. the eye can see. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a speed up of the process, and that was one of the things that I was kind of apprehensive of when my wife was telling me to do it. I'm like, that's going to change my entire process. Like, that's, like, I have to do so much in such a little bit of time so yeah it's and it's trying to find initially the right composition and it's just it could be and it, and it you have to kind of work with the coordinator the bride and groom themselves you kind of have to have that forethought i think is the word where you kind of have to know where things are going to be before you get to the wedding because yeah. when you're there like you said everything's moving around people are dancing people are drunk you know, when I get there a little bit earlier, the decorations aren't even fully up. So it's mm-hmm. like, how do you get all of that in a final product? And it's really just off the cuff. You kind of just sitting there. At, for the last one I did, it was supposed to rain. So I did have a little bit of a leg up. I went out there and I painted a basic background first because I didn't know how much time I would have with the rain. Okay. Um, so I painted that first. And it was just a basic one color monochrome uh, backdrop, just basic stuff. And then when I got there, you know, I was like, okay, well, what should I do? Should I do the first dance? Yeah. Should I do their exit at the church, which was down the street? Should I? Like, you just have all these different questions, and it's just you just have to trust yourself is really what you have to do. 
And eventually, for the last one, you know, they were second line. I was like, ah, that's a good shot. So I called them second line and in, and I just took that and took that image and placed it into the background that I already had. And then once I had that, I just... Do you snap a picture on your phone? Well, yeah, I snap pictures. I know some artists will tell you, oh, we don't use pictures. They like to do more still life and, you know, uh, playing there where they're seeing what they're looking at. But, I mean, we're dealing with, you know, people that want certain things in their paintings. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about weddings, you you, Mm -hmm. you want a happy bride. So you can't take too many liberties. And when you don't have that picture there, you start to take liberties. So I have a picture. Sometimes a video is best because I can catch poses and shots Especially with like a second line, it's you try to take a picture and the the movement, you got to keep trying to take pictures. Gotcha. And it messes up, and I don't have fancy cameras or anything yet, so you know I use my phone for everything. And I take a video, and I just get a shot in that video, and I just take that shot and go straight to the canvas and paint what I see. And about how much time do you have at a wedding? Is it two hours? I and are usually, you done by the time the wedding's over? Not fully done. Okay. I'm okay. about, I would say, 85, 90% done. Okay. okay. I get the basic composition. I get most of the color in there. I have, obviously, where I want my bride and groom to be and just kind of the setup, initial setup. And I get at least the bride and groom, you know, mostly done. Mm-hmm. And then I take it home and I touch up just little things that I want to touch up. Maybe this, you know, bush needs to be a little bit better with value. Um, Maybe the bride's hair was a little bit more brown than I realized at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can touch that up. And it's just different things you can do. And working with oils gives me a better opportunity to touch it up and make a better product at the end of the day. Okay. So they're not expecting you to, they're not expecting to like walk out of this painting. They're not expecting it. And I wouldn't walk out of it. I mean, you know, getting married, you're worried about a thousand right. different things. You, you want are. to walk out with a painting under your arm. <laughs> right. after, yeah, a wet painting under your arm with a white dress. You know, I wouldn't suggest it. But I mean, if they're fine with what they see, by all means, they can take it. Yeah. But, you know, as the artist, I'd much rather than being kind of obsessive about things. Yeah. I kind of want to take it home and make sure things are kind of how I really want them to be. Yeah. And I mean, that is um, a memory of their special day. Yes. Right. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty impactful yeah and then lighting isn't very bright at a wedding right. so things that i i may not see some things while i'm there be just because i have my light uh with me so i can see on my canvas there but it's not as bright as my studio so when i get in there there's more light i'm like oh okay i could definitely touch this up a little bit better than i realized and it just gives me another opportunity another set of eyes i guess if you will and to just kind of work a little bit more into the canvas. Yeah, and I love that. I really think that it's, um, so you, you mentioned earlier, was it PBS? The, PBS. And that Bob guy, Ross. Was that the one who would With just paint? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I learned I, a lot from that. I I mean, he would be like, okay, <clears throat> see, you're just going to like do this and you make this mm-hmm. like tiny stroke and then it would be like, you know, a pine tree. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, that's exactly. Happy accidents is what he called Yes, he was, I mean, yeah. I personally love to watch people paint yeah. because, um, I'm terrible at painting, so it's a, but, but I can imagine you probably draw a pretty big crowd. I mean, at the reception, I think yeah. people are just going to watch you. That would make me really nervous, Mike. Yeah. And I thought about that too. I was like, I don't know how I feel about, cause I mean, another thing about me as an artist, I've always been very self-conscious. Like no one even knew that I was an artist probably up until five, six years ago. Cause mm-hmm. I just didn't put it out there and I'd encourage any artist 
whether it be, you know, painting or whether it be music or whatever it is, put it out there because you never know who's looking at it. You never know who you're going to affect. So, yeah, it's just for years, I just, I never put it out there because I was just self-conscious about, about my work. You know, that's your, it's like your soul that you're putting on there, no matter what it is. So, yeah, so the thought of being at a wedding and having, it's usually just me and then my wife peeking in and I'm like, get out, you know, I'm in the middle of this. You're going <laughs> to yeah. make me, you know, do something wrong. And, uh, but just having a crowd of hundreds of people just there. But I mean, I've been getting, you know, good reception about it. Uh, and it's just, no matter how many times people tell me that it looks good, that art is always like, it could be better. Right. You're, I was going to say, you're probably, <laughs> it could be better. you're probably yeah. your own worst critic, right? Yeah. The, 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 us us yeah. common people, we yeah. don't, we wouldn't know necessarily, um, if something that. was, you know, a little off. And so in addition to being an artist, I feel mm-hmm. like at a wedding reception, you're also an entertainer. Yes. You're, yes. you're providing entertainment. Yeah. So I have to be, like you, you know, probably personable. Yeah. I can't just not say anything. I can't just act like I'm fully focused. So I have to kind of lend myself to the crowd and let them get closer and view it because it is something like I said, it is entertainment. You know, you don't always you see it now more so, but you don't think about when I'm going to a wedding, oh, I get to see somebody creating a painting. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially the bride and groom, they get to see themselves, a snapshot of themselves, because you're not always looking at the picture that the photographer's taking. And sometimes they can just see that quick little glimpse of, you know, a moment of the wedding already that they know right at that moment, I'm going to have this, you know, for the rest of my life. And God knows, maybe my children's and children's children's lives, you know. Our last centuries, so yeah, it's it's very it's really special. So very. I mean, I can tell clearly you love to paint. Mm-hmm. I, I do mm-hmm. think that I'm about to go down. I feel like I say I'm gonna go down a cheesy rabbit hole, but I really oh. do think that paintings can make such a difference in people's mood, in their lives, oh, in their yeah. attitude. So I mean, like these two paintings that I have in my office that nobody else can see, except for any of our guests that have been in here. Like they they brighten up my office. Oh yeah. They make me they make me happy. That should be oh, what yeah. our makes us happy. I mean, paintings make me happy. And oh, so yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you've painted probably most most of your pieces and you've brought it to a client or a customer. Nice. And I have to I would have to think that seeing their eyes, you know, brighten up or yes. whatever it may be is is the reward. Even if yes. it takes you four to six months. It is. And again, that goes back to me being self-conscious about it and then finally putting my work out there is seeing the reactions that people get when they see it is, you know, it's, I don't have words for it. You know, it's just, you don't really realize the people that you're impacting while you're creating things. And, you know, a lot of artists say this, but you kind of feel like a vessel and you're just creating something for, you know, no matter what the reason is. And, and it's just a vessel for that communication for, either the client or just anybody that views it. You know, I was working on one last year, uh, Summer Dream is what I called it. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, this is the one of the man. He's uh, holding his face. I think I have it here if you want. Yeah. Take a look at it real quick, see what I'm talking about. Look at this. Cool. So it, it was this one that I was working on oh, last year. That's, the one in the top corner. You did that one? Yeah, I did that one. And wow. that's a four foot by four foot painting. And I was working on that one at the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was in my garage and in the middle of working, I wasn't even halfway done. And there was a, you know, a young guy that was uh, delivering the mail. It might have been Amazon. I'm not sure. But he stopped 
and he was like, man, like, he said, I don't know why, but that is exactly how I feel. And that was, you know, beginning of the pandemic, uh, a lot of the things when I was right after the George Floyd incident. Uh-huh. And I know a lot of young black men were feeling, having a lot of different feelings about the situation mm-hmm. just in general. Mm-hmm. And just, I know a lot of them and a lot of us don't have a, a voice. And sometimes we just don't say things. Sometimes. Right. We don't express ourselves. And sometimes a visual interpretation of that can be that voice for them. And he, just seeing his face, I mean, he was almost crying. He was just like, man, he was just like, He's like, I just sometimes I don't know how to say things. He's just, I just, you know, I don't know how to express that. This is how I feel about certain situations. And, you know, I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to, you know, provide for my family and things are happening. And I don't know if I should care too much or if I, if I care too little. And he was like, sometimes I feel like this image. It was just a guy holding his face. And For me personally, you know, that was a good connection for me and made me kind of spark you know, why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And it was just for me, it was the beginning of the pandemic. You know, we we're all kind of anxious oh, in yeah. general mm-hmm. about everything. Uh, you got, you know, the civil unrest in the country mm-hmm. going on and we're just locked up in the houses for months on end and no end in sight, no end in sight. Yeah. No idea what's going on. And at that point I was just like, that was my outlet. I, was like, I just have to paint. something, And I, and I just painted that and I just kept painting. And I, Imagine myself because I felt like I was aging like rapidly. I just felt like I was so stressed and anxious. So I made the skin a little more decayed, yeah. more greenish. And the eyes, I kind of mimicked after my grandfather who had really dark bloodshot eyes. And I was like, I feel like that's what I'm going to look like. And, you know, I had this little bump on my nose at the time <laughs> that I was annoyed at the mass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> made this bump on my nose. So I put like a big divot in his nose. I'm like, it's probably going to be there forever, for all I know. Uh-huh. And, you know, and it's just something I was personally going through that, you know, I didn't realize that other people were, you know, obviously going through also. Uh, and creating that peace and having someone, you know, that looks like me especially say, man, that that is exactly what I feel is powerful yeah i was about to say that's really yeah i mean that is really that's one person that walked past my garage so you imagine when you put it out there and once i put it out on you know social media and put it in front of a few people you know the outpour of just people messaging me and coming up to me and saying man like that's exactly how i feel and I, i can't express it all the time but that is exactly how i feel so i call myself a black expressionist because it's i paint with just my expression, my emotions more than, and, you know, artists do that in general, but I put that to the forefront, you know, and the wedding paintings and, you know, some of the commissions, you know, I take some liberties there, but, you know, especially with my original work, it's 90% preparation of why am I doing this and where do I want to go with this and how is it going to communicate to my audience and also being true to myself. And that's something I always, you know, it always drives me. Now, I didn't know really drove me before because, like I said, growing up, I've always drawn, I've always created things. And it was just more of a therapeutic thing. It was just for myself. Yeah. You know, and it was just I felt better when I did it. I would be in high school and went to Brother Martin. So you have to take notes. You yeah. Know? There was, if you weren't taking notes in class, you know, you were in trouble. So uh-huh. I couldn't take notes for eight hours a day so i would sit there and i'll draw half the time yeah you know, i'll get in trouble later when they realize i didn't write anything but at least it looks like i'm doing something yeah. so i'll be drawing 
and I had friends that drew. So that kind of sharpened my skills because it wasn't just me drawing by myself. I had other friends that were close to me that would draw and they were obviously, you know, better than me. You know, okay, I got to be a little bit better if I'm going <laughs> to show these guys at yeah. least, you know. So, you know, it's always been something I've done personally. And finally, I had the opportunity to show others and, you know, affect other people. Yeah, I mean, I love Positively. that. Yeah, I love that. And I, I love how like, you touched on what is your why. You know, this is why you yeah. do it. Like, what is your why? I mean, that is, wow. What, Maggie? I feel like, I mean, I look at that, that painting and I, I get like a like a knot in my stomach. Because yeah. your ability to capture, I mean, you know he's got like a million things on his mind. Yeah. Right. Like, you've captured like the heaviness of these past couple of years in a painting and yeah. I'm getting Maggie's tearing but up. Maggie tearing <laughs> up. It's, it's, no, it's powerful. And and that's, you know, so we'll we'll make sure definitely post something post that on our um, social media. So, I do have a logistical question. Yes. Okay? So that's that's a, the piece that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. That was a piece that you created. Yes. What happens when somebody wants so let's say did you sell that piece? Actually, I have a couple people um do you have to recreate it? Like, let's say you have 10 people that want that piece. Oh. Do you have to recreate it? Or is there well, another way that y'all do that? <laughs> well, it, it depends on the artist. But, okay. yeah, I mean, it's 2021. Technology is crazy. Okay. Yeah, that image I can take and recreate on prints. Okay. I can recreate on other canvases. Okay. I don't have to sit there and repaint That's it. what I was going to ask. Yeah. I was like, do you have I'm to not, re- yeah, you have I 10 can't get that three that months this. of my life back. So I'm not doing that again. But me personally... What I do is I usually create an original. Okay. And I usually create a limited run of prints. Gotcha. And it's a lot of times it's because, you know, I'm working on stuff and I'm showing friends and family while I'm working on it before I show the world. Uh-huh. And sometimes they're like, yeah, I can I, can I have that uh, a print? I, I need a print of that. Like, yeah. I, I need that image. And yeah. So I, I do have those prints for, you know, a limited uh, amount and I, I sell those, but I try to just stick mainly to that original, uh, just that original painting. I know, but it's just something like that. I feel like people will want that. You know what I mean? Depending on what it is, but that really is um, powerful. And I was always wondering, you know, if they, there was something, what was that like? Blue dog or something yeah. like that. And, I feel, and I'm like, do they repaint this or is this a print? Are well, people see, buying the print of that? Well, that so they're purchasing too, the image, basically? Yeah, it depends because the blue dog, that was just a motif that that artist used a lot. So he painted different things and he would always just add the blue dog. Okay. okay. So you can do that too where you can just, if you, you know, you that one signature thing that's, you know, unique to you, you can put that across all different types of paintings. But also each painting you could recreate in prints. You can recreate in you know, G clays or anything like that. So yeah, it, it just depends on the artist and, you know, where they want to go. Cause I mean, I think some people have the mindset maybe that if I create too many prints, the image just becomes too popular, but then, you know, that's a good thing sometimes yeah. you want that type of image maybe to be out there. But then some people like me is just like, well, I like that image. And I like the effect of when people see the painting in person, not so much the printed image. Yeah. You know, I don't mind the printing image, but it's it's a completely different feel when you see it up close in person. So that's kind of why you do a limited. That's why print, I do a limited. Right? Yeah, I do a limited for the people that you know do want it, but may not want to invest that much in an original painting, uh, in the original painting, but still want the image. Uh, but I don't want to create too many images of it where it's just everywhere. Gotcha. You know, so but it, it just depends, and I'm no Leonardo da Vinci, so I can't. 
trade the Mona Lisa a thousand times and still have the Mona Lisa. You know? No, so. no, but I get that. I mean, you want to keep the integrity of the image to where yeah. it doesn't become. Integrity is big. Yeah, it just doesn't yeah. become a, I don't know how else to do it, to where it loses that integrity. You know, yeah. it's special to the people that have it. It's special to the people that don't have it. It's a unique Correct. image is Correct. the way I would describe Correct. that. And an original work works that way. It's, you know, like Basquiat paintings, like. There's only so many of them because he he died, you know, years ago. So if you have an original one, I mean, you probably paid an arm and a leg for it. And when you resell it, you're probably going to make, you know, a decent amount of money. Wow. So and it's just because they're so rare. Do you ever have moments of frustration while you're painting? Mm. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Every artist will tell you it's it's a compulsion for me to where it's like I have to paint. Uh It makes me feel better. But at the same time. It's it's frustrating because it's it's expressing myself and it's hard for me to express myself, you know, verbally. It's hard for me to express myself any other way. So painting is where it is. Images is where it is. I'm that guy that sends a, you know, a gif in a text message. I I rarely type stuff. I'll I'll send a gif to tell you how I feel. Yeah. Just because I I see it better. Yeah. So when I'm painting something, yeah, it is frustrating because sometimes and it's mainly the leading up to the actual painting part because it's, like I said, for me, 90% of my painting process is just prep, you know, why I'm doing it, the themes behind it, you know, the composition. And I'm writing a lot of stuff down and making sure I'm, I'm approaching this the right way. And when I'm actually painting, I'm usually zoned out. I don't really think about what I'm doing. I'm just listening to music and I'm just doing what I naturally, I guess, know how to do. But it's frustrating before and after that because it's like you're just overthinking it sometimes. And I don't know. It's like we said before, it's like I always know it can be better. And it's I'm satisfied usually at the end of the day. I taught myself more so in recent years to just know when to be done with a painting because for me personally, I can keep painting. I was about to say, I feel like you could. If you said you could touch it up, you could probably keep, you could probably touch I it up forever. Go forever, you know, <laughs> and it, you can make it more and more detailed. You can change things about it. You can change composition. You can do what you want with it. So I know if I let myself go like that, I'll never, I'll never walk away from. It. So sometimes I just get to a point where I'm like, you know what? I racked my brain way too much thinking about where I'm going with this. I need to just finish, and I'm telling myself, all right, I'm finishing this in two weeks. I don't care what it looks like after that. I'm just going to finish this in two weeks. I know where I'm going and I'm going to be satisfied with where I'm going to get. You know, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. So you said that just, it could keep going on forever. It can. I'm pretty, I bet you, I bet you authors <laughs> probably, as I'm thinking about creatives, they yeah. probably all have this same challenge. Oh yeah. A, a writer could probably keep going. It looks I mean, like you had written some stuff back in college. You oh know? So, yeah. Yeah. I used you to know, write papers in college. <laughs> I want to talk about that in just yeah. a second. So, <laughs> but this, this is all just fascinating to me. Yes. I mean, I did, and Maya might have been here when we went and did a painting in Pino. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, that was before the boil, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, so, you know, mine looks okay, but only because I'm pretty sure there was a stencil or something like that, you know. I can kind of paint within the line. So, we will put up... Um, on our show notes, how to get in touch with you. But if you can go ahead and and announce that for everyone and if, do they need to send you an email if they want a wedding inquiry or do you have a way to do it on Facebook? I have Facebook, uh, Mike Weary Art. Uh, Instagram is also at Mike Weary Art. Okay. Uh, My website, 
Mike Weary Art. I love the consistency. Yeah, it's, you have to be consistent. My name's weird, so it's easy to keep get those domains, you know. So yeah, and uh, we also have a, a promotion that we want to run for anybody that's listening. Yeah. Uh, if you go to our website, if you want to book uh, any commissions, any live event or wedding paintings, uh, murals, uh, original artwork, prints, all twenty percent off. Um, if you're listening to this, wow, you can well, use thank the you, code. Okay. Oh, look at you. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. you are so prepared. No, Percy. my wife is so prepared. <laughs> thank you, Maya. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a great wife slash manager. She's she's the best. Uh, use the promo code LA Ladies on our website, or just let us know that you uh, heard the uh, podcast okay. when you're booking, and you'll get twenty percent off. Again, that's LA Ladies. L A L A D I E S. And that's 20% off of original artwork that's on the site. That's 20% off any prints, uh, commissions if you want something original for yourself, murals if you want something large scale for your business or even your home, and uh, live event wedding paintings. So can people check out your website for some of your, I'm assuming. Yes, this is yeah. like everything done. I do is everything on there. Everything you yep. do is on there. Okay, yep. so check out his website. We will certainly link that up. I would um, say uh, follow me on Instagram at okay. Mike Weary Art. Okay. Um, sometimes I'm usually working stuff out and I'll just post some random stuff. And sometimes that'll transfer to, you know, full on original works where I'm like, let me try to work something out. Uh, I had a series in uh, during Mardi Gras. It was a king cake series. I did uh, different uh, women in just the vein of king cake around that time. And uh, at first it was just, I told myself, I'm going to just paint a painting every week. And I'm going to just do it anyway, just just because. And I did one and then someone was like, I want to buy it. I was like, okay. And then I did another and someone was like, I want to buy it. So I kept doing it and they bought the entire series up. So I painted one, two, I think seven in a series and I think I only I still have one left. I have a uh, the ghost of Mardi Gras past is what I, what I called it. That's the only one I have left. But yeah, so do you title all of your paintings? Yeah, the title is another thing that racks my brain okay. because on the one hand I I don't want to title it because it's just it's you know it's the image and it's like okay people have to have some type of context. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. You, you know, want to be not, a number. Yeah, I don't want to be so. It's always like artists. I feel in general always threading that line of being authentic and being you know uh easily consumed by uh the audience and it's like if you go one way or the other too far then it, it gets kind of crazy if, if i'm too vague in what i'm doing no one can really understand why and if i'm too catering to the audience then it's just i'm just putting out stuff for money got to have that integrity, integrity still, you and know? genuine and authenticity. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, okay, so we talked about art. Yes. Like, I've, I've loved this. Um, I do love that Maya is your manager. Yes. And just to reiterate to everyone, I did teach Maya when she was at St. Joseph's Academy, and she is now a CPA. Proud teacher moment, because, I mean, yeah. I'm sure she's a CPA because I'm a CPA, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, and she is the one who suggested for Mike to come on, so we certainly appreciate that. Um, so let's see. We have, because like I've said before, we're so legitimate, and we have you yes. know, a questionnaire and everything. Um, personally, we've got some favorite vacations. Looks like Jamaica and Las Vegas. Yes. Okay, so why Jamaica? Jamaica, that was where we went for our honeymoon. Okay. And Jamaica's beautiful. Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, that whole... The Caribbean in general is just gorgeous, but it was just, don't really get too many opportunities to just 
not care about everything else going on. Mm-hmm. It was before we had our son, you know, turn our phones off for a week and just sat by the pool, ate, drank. And that, that's my perfect vacation. Just eating, drinking, not talking to anybody except the per- people that are on the vacation with me. Yeah. That, you know, that we're there with. And I don't know, it's just... The beach is just fun. It's a little bit better beaches than, you know, some of the beaches we have uh, down south. So it's good to see and some prettier blue water. water. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, the water. water is just breathtaking to <laughs> yeah. me. Um, Can't beat that. What about Vegas? What do you like about Vegas? You a big gambler? Hey, no, I'm not a big gambler. Uh, me neither. Vegas is just fun. It it's just fun. just always <laughs> something going on. Like, I went there for my bachelor party, and then I went there uh, a time before with my wife, and it's just always fun. It's like it's always something to do. It's just everything's extra. Like, there's nothing just regular going on. It's just always <laughs> extra shit just happening <laughs> all the time, all day. And it's like the only other place up for me outside of New Orleans that's just open all day and night. And it's just stuff going on. So, yeah, yeah kind of a, a home away from home. It's It really is cool. I've only yeah, been there. Fun. I think I've only, oh man, maybe only twice. But, um there's a conference that normally goes on for AICPA, and it's in yeah, Vegas. I think Maya went out there for one. I might have to take a trip out there a time or two, um, you know, for myself. a conference. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, we end with our five awesome questions. Okay, so these are easy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Would you prefer football or basketball? Football. I played football. <laughs> you did? Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Me too, Maggie. What would you prefer? Just out of curiosity. Football. Football? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Football. All right. Football all around. I'm the same yeah. way. I actually just don't know. I mean, I get basketball, but I don't know enough about it. I feel like there's a foul every two seconds. Yeah. You know, or something I like mean, that. I mean, I love basketball, too. I'm not going to say I don't like basketball, but it's just, I don't know. I, I played it. My dad played it. You know, we have people in our family that play football, and I'm a huge Saints fan. You know, lifelong. So football is always LSU fan. Yeah. You know, I went to UL. You know, right when they were getting really good at football then. So it's, football's always mm-hmm. football season is just always just you know for us down here in Louisiana. It's always I know. been a big it's culture. It's so thing, part you know? of our culture. It's and so when you go to it, different it, parts of the country and it's, it's not, like you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's well, weird. What like you, even if what you do don't do? like football, <laughs> you're still consumed with football. Right. Like you've been to a tailgate. At LSU, right? You know, you may not watch. The and then, like, what game. do you do? I mean, what do you do if you don't have football? Yeah, it's like, what else understand. are you doing? Like, the, the city's shut down. <laughs> you just staying at home. Like, come on. Okay, so this one, we talked about wine, but would you prefer beer or wine? Hmm, that's a hard one. Um, me, the guy I am today, I would say wine. Okay. The guy in college, beer. it was beer. Yeah. <laughs> beer pong champion. Right. <laughs> Uh, would you say you're an early bird or a night owl? Unfortunately, I'm both. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I have, I have trouble sleeping. Did the kid change that? Oh, um, no. I've, I've always been like that. I've been a terrible sleeper. It's for multiple reasons. I don't sleep well. It's hard for me to go to sleep. Uh-huh. I lucid dream while I sleep. So it's just like while I'm sleeping, I'm barely sleeping. I'm up early because of that. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm both. Okay. I'm, yeah, sleep is a... No sleep. No sleep. It's, I, and I've, I've been trying to sleep more lately. That's just for health reasons. Yes. I just got to sleep. You got to sleep. You know, and it's just, you know, if I'm up late painting in that zone, right. sometimes I can't get out of it. And I turn around, I started at 10 and it's one in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, I still got to take a shower. I still got to do this. Well, let me touch this up a little bit more. And now it's two. Oh, gosh. 
I still got to wake up with my son. Yeah. You're like, might as well just stay up at this right. point. Right. And a couple of times, might as well stay up or it's like, I'll go to sleep. All right, I'm going to sleep at 10 and I'll still go to sleep at 12. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't finish what I wanted to finish. I guess I'll wake up at three. And, you know, and okay. just, it just happens. Sleep Does Maya right. sleep? Oh, Maya sleeps a lot. Yeah. She's in bed at nine and she wakes up about, you know, six, seven okay. o'clock. But if she, had, if she had a choice, though, and it's mainly because of Ezra, Ezra. we sent him to daycare, but. Oh, if she had a choice, she'll stay in bed. She loves sleeping. Yeah, so does my husband. I <laughs> am not, I've talked about, I'm middle of the night insomnia. I can go to sleep just uh, fine, but I wake up in the middle of the night like, Oh, yeah, you know, I was up right? last night just randomly. Like, <laughs> my, I was like, go to sleep. I was just up sitting. I was like, I'm just not tired. I like, I, I'm so weird. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I've done that. I've literally woken up at like 3 a.m., 2 or 3 a.m., mm. thinking it's time for me to get up. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're kind of, so I feel like normal people, Mike, are like, yes. oh, I've got three more hours. But like people like us are like, well, why is it not 6 a.m.? Like right. I need to get up. I well, need I to get this well day started. Something. Right. I know. So we're, okay, we're <laughs> one of the same there. Okay. Would you prefer sweet or salty? Sweet. Okay. Yeah. And cats or dogs? I have two dogs. Okay. Cats. Joke. No, I have two dogs. Yeah, so dogs. <laughs> we have a we have two dogs too, and we also have a cat that's been ever since we moved into our house has been like chilling on our yeah on our porch. I think we were gonna name it. I don't know if it's a girl or a boy. Patrick keeps oh, no. telling me that. So so we're gonna close really quick with a few things that make us happy. This is our Yay. outro. Things that make us happy. All right. So on Friday I had lunch. With some girlfriends, and you just you just can't beat girl time, you know. So thanks to those girlfriends, because I had a great time. And then I was like super social on Friday. I was very proud of myself. I moseyed on over to a work happy hour yeah. and did that for a couple of hours, and it was fun. I was that's my that's my extroversion right there. And then Saturday night we actually had a wedding reception for Patrick's cousin. And I kid you not, we had Chip Klein on this podcast, and I asked him if he was introverted or extroverted. And he said, I'm extroverted to a fault. And Saturday night is a prime example of when I'm extroverted to a fault. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like I'm on speed. Okay? Oh, yeah. Like, Patrick's <laughs> like, this is not even your family. Right. Calm down. But, like, something, like I'm line dancing, you know. And, I mean, I hope nobody recorded me because in my brain I looked amazing, but I highly I doubt that I actually look amazing. <laughs> so it was a great social weekend for this extroverted person right here. Cause That's the, good. the pandemic was hard for me. Oh yeah. It's Would rough. you say you're introverted or extroverted? I'm an extroverted introvert. Okay. Like normally if I'm, you know, most people without come across throughout the day, I don't say much, but if you know me, my friends, my wife, my parents, my brother, They'll tell you, my cousins, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> okay. I'm usually the weird, crazy person okay. in our inner circles. But, you know, that's because I know them. But, you know, I talk to people when I see them. But I, I'm usually pretty reserved, reserved, just, you know, pretty chill. So, so it is one of my goals in life to at least fake being reserved. <laughs> it's very difficult for me. Anybody yeah. that knows me and my husband can attest to that. I mean, I get in a room full of people and I'm like... Ooh, I'm ready to be center of attention or something oh, yeah. like that, which can be kind of annoying. But that's it. That's for that's for another episode. We'll we'll yeah. analyze that later. I think I'm anxious just about it. We'll analyze that. Yeah, I'm um, anxious about just you know annoying people, kind of like what you said. Oh, I'm like, sure I do. I feel like I talk sometimes to people I don't know, and I'm in the back of my mind like they don't care, they don't care, they don't care. You're still talking, they don't care. <laughs> so I try to be a little more reserved when I'm 
meet people. That's, yeah, that's oh. a good quality. Those yeah. voices in the back of our head, though, we got to shut yeah. them yeah, up, Yeah, we got to shut them up. <laughs> they're, they're lying. They're lying to us. And Maggie, what is your uh, things that make you happy? You like to? I've been going to play tennis. That's amazing because I love tennis. I, you know I, I played in high school. No, I didn't. Uh huh. Okay, so we can go play together. We can. <laughs> I'm not very good. Like I never take lessons. I'm self-taught tennis player. Hard. But it's fine. So. Um, we will be having my dad on as a Louisiana lad, and I'll be talking about how me and my dad played tennis. I think my dad's really the one who taught me how to play tennis. But, okay, it has been 15 years since I've picked up a racket. So, don't well, I'm not going to go, like, Asia or anything, yeah. you know. So, I Most do love memory. it. It's a, it's a <laughs> lifetime sport. It's a lifetime sport. You can play it your whole life. That's yeah. great. Yeah, we'll have to go do that because I need to get back into it. So, um, once again, thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for the discount for our listeners. Yes. Like I said, we will post all of that in our show notes, social media. We're getting we're getting in a rhythm with social media, right, Lainey? Yes. <laughs> Lainey does all of our social media. <laughs> I barely know how to post anything, and everybody knows that. So, it was a pleasure talking with thank you. you. No, it was um, a pleasure being here. I'm glad you guys had me on. Best of luck. And um, the last thing I do want to close with, I meant to ask this, but I love this. What advice do you have for others? Advice, uh, two things. If you're an artist or if you're a creative or any pursuit that you have, just do it. Go out there and do it. Show your work and just put yourself out there. And conversely, encourage others to do the same. You know, for me, if I would have never you know, show people my paintings, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. And at the same time, if I didn't have, you know, a few people tell me, hey, you're actually good because for years, people, I didn't show anybody. So I didn't know anybody. Right. I'm just like, oh, this is what I do. Yeah. You know, and people telling me that I had, you know, some type of skill or talent, you know, kept me going, you know, good support. So encourage the people, even if you, you know, think they have an inkling of potential, tell them that. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you so much again. Thanks to our listeners. Hope everybody has a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.